Last year, Racetrack introduced the waffle breakfast sandwich to the world, and it was a huge hit. But then we took it away, and we got emails, we even got a strongly worded fax. The people wanted it back. Well, ask no more. The waffle breakfast sandwich is back by Waffular Demand for a limited time. Savory sausage, melty cheese, and hearty eggs, all between two fluffy waffles. The waffle breakfast sandwich has returned. Pick one up today at participating locations. Racetrack, whatever gets you going. So class, what do you want to be when you grow up? A cowboy. Astronaut. A gagillionaire business mogul. A what? With AT&T Business Fiber, with hypergig speeds, I can quickly upload shoppable posts and someday go global. Wow, what inspired you? Jimmy's mom is a gagillionaire. She opened a cat cafe. <laughs> so many cats. Do business like a gagillionaire. AT&T Business Fiber, now with hypergig speeds. Learn more at att.com slash businessfast. Limited availability in select areas. Hello, Kevin here. Thanks for listening to History Defeats Itself. Quick note about this episode. You are about to listen to what we are referring to as an HDI classic. What do we mean by classic? It's an early episode when our sound quality was okay, but not the best. If we were in elementary school, it would get a grade of needs improvement. Something John got a lot in his school days. In these first few episodes, Greg sounds like he's recording in some sort of remote bunker with a $10 mic he got at a Radio Shack clearance sale. Boy, it's great doing these intros because I can bash my co-hosts and they have no idea I'm doing it. Anyway, don't let this discourage you. It's still perfectly listenable and a fine intro to our award-winning personalities. Just know that our sound improves as we go. Thanks for the download and enjoy the show. 10, 9, 8. Eight, seven, seven, six, six, five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two. You guys see now you're just one. fucking around. I see what you're doing. No, I was on it. Why I were you so it. far behind me? You're very far behind me. <laughs> I was not far behind you. Hello and welcome to History Defeats Itself. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. I hope you're doing great wherever you may be. Thank you very much for the download. We certainly appreciate it. So this is our first episode of History Defeats Itself and we're glad you could join us. On each episode of this podcast, we're going to discuss a current topic in our world today and also talk about the history of the topic or how it relates to our history. Ultimately, we hope to figure out if we've learned from our history or if we're just repeating ourselves, for better or worse. I keep saying we, and I am, of course, referring to my glorious cohorts and co-hosts. First, coming to us from Los Angeles, California, Mr. John Banks. How are you, John? Doing fantastic. I I must say that I always feel like you picked me first, and then I never know what to say, and it would just be nice, maybe just just if once, you went to Greg first and then then came back to me, so I have time to think about what I want to say about myself. Your last name is just first in alphabetical (laughs) order, so... I try to do it. I try to do it like a like a third grade oh, teacher. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's doing great in LA. It's been a fantastic day. I got to go to a beautiful San Bernardino, California. Nice. Yeah, I don't I know what the homeless that means, lady digging some it... trash. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Sounds great. Also out there in Los Angeles is the always spunky Greg Mitchell. What's going on, Greg? I'm doing great. Uh, sounds like John ate up all our intro time so let's get <laughs> let's just get on this train and ride it all right good good point uh it is also worth mentioning that we are not historians and will undoubtedly get some things wrong so please no angry emails or tweets or other social media yellings um 
just uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. So the format for this show is uh, that each episode, uh, one of us will pick a topic and do some research on it and look at the past. And the other two are just kind of along for the ride. They don't uh, even know what we're going to talk about until um, until we hit record. So this week, I chose the topic. So John and Greg are in the blind. I spent my last week researching, and I can only assume you two spent the week, what, binging Golden Girls on Hallmark Channel? It, it is... It is the greatest show ever. That's a thing? (laughs) That's a thing? (laughs) All right. Well, um, thank you for being a friend. Are we ready? (laughs) Let's do this, Kevin. The big reveal. The big reveal. All right. Well, this week, we are going to talk about diets and dieting, particularly fad diets and why we constantly fall for them. So, quick stat. In the U.S. alone... The weight loss market in 2017 was worth $66 billion, which is an insanely high number. The number of dieters, though, has actually fallen slightly, uh, according to research, and it's thought to be due to the growth of size acceptance and body positivity. So that's great. That's a good thing. But while we're, uh, while we're starting this off, I thought I might ask you go, both if you have ever been on a specific diet. And if so, which one uh, did you do? Greg, how about you first? Yeah, I'll jump on this because as you probably are all both aware, I am not very happy with my body. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not happy with the body either. So. <laughs> it's, it, it's a wonderland, but you know, I'm inconsistently shaped. So yeah, it's, it's an on. abandoned theme park. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually am a victim to these fad diets. Anytime I see something new, like a new way to eat or a new little pro tip, I, I kind of, uh, I adopt it. Right now, as a matter of fact, I'm doing that intermittent fasting that's uh, gained a little traction where you eat for eight hours and you fast for 16. And apparently, uh, it's supposed to be really successful at losing weight. So far, I've been on it for two months. I haven't lost a pound. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, so, and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you in on a few secrets. Oh yeah, I, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's John, a secret how about for you? you but, well, I've I've never been on a diet because I think, as you both know, by looking at me, I have a hyperthyroid and I cannot gain weight. So I have when I graduated, I think I was 130 when I graduated high school, and now I bounce between like 152 and 158, and that's all I got. Hmm. <laughs> that's it's not a lot do you no, do you not. john do you actually like do you get because like i'm i'm a pretty i've never i've never been on a, a true diet either and i'm a i'm a pretty thin guy um but if i'm if i'm eating like shit and not exercising i definitely i definitely get a little pooch belly do you get that or do you not even get that no i don't even get that wow you, I can, there's a lot of people who are gonna listen to the podcast who're gonna hate your fucking guts yeah yeah, yeah no, actually, I, I, there's gonna be there's gonna be a person on this podcast that hates your fucking guts. By the way, <laughs> yeah, but you hate me for so many reasons other than me being thin. So I, you know, well, that fair just to blame the one thing. John and I actually work together, and I see what that kid eats at lunch, and it would make me weigh like 500 pounds if I had the same diet. Well, it's interesting because I wonder. I, I I would wonder. I mean, like I said, I I I have a pretty high metabolism too, but not quite the same as John. So. I wonder if does that does that make you eat more poorly, John? Or are you pretty are you pretty good about watching what no, you I'm eat? Da- John, I'm, I'm going to take this one for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take that I'd one? I'd like to answer I mean, that one for John. I'm going to die halfway through this podcast. <laughs> John, <laughs> John, are you John? are you eating a burrito right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
John well, never I stops. To call that, I don't call that a burrito. I call that an appetizer. <laughs> well, I figured. Uh, all right, so I was going to uh, go over some of the uh, the current diets, and, and we'll get into uh, into Greg Mitchell diet in a little bit. But I, uh, I did a little research on the five most Googled diets of 2018. Uh, any guesses to what number one is? Keto. Absolutely, the keto diet. Will I win? Um, I don't know. We'll think of something. High protein, low to no carbs. It went from the number sixth uh, most Google, Google diet in 2017 to number one in 2018. Um, there are success stories, but it is controversial. It is high in fat, particularly saturated fat, which is associated with increased risk of heart disease. And a lot of people say, or nutritionists and scientists say, that putting your body into a ketogenic state has side effects like confusion, vomiting, fatigue, bad breath, increased urination. Um, which so so it's basically worse. like everybody else living in 2019. Yeah, pretty you much, know, I suppose. With the vomiting and the bad breath and the bad and breath, the, yeah, and, and increased the urination. urination. People are pissing all over the yeah. place these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, we have the Greg Mitchell diet coming in second, which is also called the uh, Dubro diet. Cre- I, th- I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Created by reality star Heather Dubro, because I-, I don't know what that woman is, so I don't know how to say her name. Is it Dubois? Du- is Dubrow. the name Dubois? D-O-B-R-O-W? I don't know. It's She's from one of those Housewives shows, like okay. the, the real Housewives of Who Gives a Shit. And uh, But anyway, her the diet was created by her and her husband, who is a plastic surgeon so you know two people very very uh qualified to give uh dieting advice you how you doing over there greg you feeling good (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking i might change my diet (laughs) (laughs) it is about internet intermittent intermittent fasting um of course as of today there is no scientific evidence to say that it you can achieve long-term weight loss, but it's also a fairly new diet, so there's not a whole lot of there's no long-term studies on it because not a lot of people have been doing it for very long. It um it has three phases. Uh the three phases are red carpet ready, summer is coming, and look hot while living like a human. Uh which phase are you on, Greg? I am um <laughs> in the fat fuck it's not working phase. <laughs> um so red yeah. carpet. Well, <laughs> you know, wait, but but to be fair, to be fair, and, and I, I feel like Greg has a lot of body image problems, so I just want to, I want you to know, Greg, that I think you are a fat fuck too, but I don't think you should, you know, let that stop you from living the life you want, the fat life you want. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be vulnerable right now. <laughs> am, I, am I really a fat fuck? No, no. <laughs> No, no. Hey, you have the, you have the strongest chin of any man I've ever met. Thank you. It is, it a, it is a very strong it, chin. It, it can bench press 225. Wow. Wow. Well, the good on that diet, Greg, is it does emphasize whole foods, lean proteins, and healthy fats. So that's, that's it, good. Uh, it, um, oops. <laughs> I didn't read that part. The, I thought it was as much as you can eat in eight hours. Not, I mean, maybe there's different versions of the intermittent fasting. I'm not sure, but this is just the one. This particular diet. Um, this is the, the, he's talking about the one that works, Greg. Not yeah, the yeah. One that no, you're this, on. is, this is yeah. This is the number two Google diet. Uh, you know, hey, if it's if it's created by a reality star and a plastic surgeon, it's got to be good, right? Well, who am I to argue <laughs> with your 15 minutes of of Wikipedia research? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! It was at least 25 minutes. Wow. <laughs> um. 
I did uh, see a quote uh, from that uh, a person who's not a big fan of it. New, uh, nutritionist Cynthia Sass, great last name, said mm-hmm. that limit, li- limiting calories this much goes below the amounts generally needed when you're completely sedentary. So you're eating less than it takes to support your body if you were to lay in bed all day and do nothing. This kind of deficit isn't dangerous short-term, but it's not necessary, and it can contribute to irritability, mood swings, persistent hunger, and cravings. So Yeah, I can, I can vouch for all that shit. You are shit. definitely yeah. irritable. Yep. And another negative that people have talked about is it's so focused on body image rather than healthy habits, but obviously if you're going to have a diet from a reality star, it's going to be focused on body image, right? And a plastic surgeon, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah good call. Good call. <laughs> so uh, number three uh, is the Noom Diet. Noom is an app, and it offers uh, two different programs, healthy weight or diabetes prevention. Not a whole lot out there on this. It's really actually just a an app that helps you eat sensibly and exercise, it seems like. It's nothing. It's not like a real earth-shattering diet. It's just an app that is, is probably good for people. So I, I like to start my day with uh, what I like to call a McDonald's McGriddle. Um, mm. I leave out the cheese because I don't want to go crazy with it. And well, no, you don't. Like well, you don't need the extra calories. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, and then at lunch, I'll have like a foot-long sub with a soda, and I like to finish that off with a cookie. And then, you know, for dinner, I'll have a burrito or two, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's worked well. Well, that gets right. us to the fourth diet, the Banks diet, the John Banks diet. Um, uh, <laughs> all joking aside, McGriddles are fucking delicious. Oh, they're the best. They're I, so I, good. I actually do. I probably get one about once every two weeks. Oh, wow. And it is. Oh, it's like so good. I'm like a couple times a year on that because I try really yeah. try to stay away from fast food. But man, those things are those things are pretty epic. Well, I believe the world's going to end in 10 years, so, you know, I, wh- really, what, who am I saying healthy for? <laughs> Good call. Good call. Um, all right, so number four, the carnivore diet, where you eat animal products only, nothing plant-based. Needless to say, uh, not a lot of scientific evidence saying that this is a good idea. No vegetables, no fruit, no grains, no seeds, no nuts, or any starches. That sounds terrible. Doesn't sound good. Ugh. Yeah, that does sound terrible. Dr. Sean Baker, a California-based orthopedic surgeon who's licensed to practice medicine in New Mexico, was revoked in 2017, is the most high-profile carnivore diet promoter. His forthcoming book on the diet claims that common diseases that are often thought to be lifelong and progressive are often reversed on this diet. So if you've got any, like, you know, hardcore diseases that you're kind of worried about, then just start eating nothing but meat and don't eat any plants. Like, for example, you take a shit once a day, that diet will stop you right away. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's there's many problems with that diet. There's no long-term studies on it at all. And, and But the idea is, I guess, there's a lot of people out there who believe that grains and legumes and seeds and things like that have anti-nutrients and that fruit and other carbs are toxic. Because another thing, and we'll talk about this later, but, you know, obviously fruit has healthy carbs in it. Not all carbs are bad, but fruit has healthy carbs. And, uh, uh, you know, some people just want to go completely carbless. Are we sure this guy didn't doesn't just hate animals and he wants as many to die as soon as possible? It's a valid point. It wasn't in my research. Maybe maybe his mom was killed by a chicken or a cow. <laughs> just pecked to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now he's like, fuck you, chickens. That's a tough way to go. Cows. And then the, the, the last one I have on here, the uh, fifth most Google diet of 2018 is the Mediterranean diet, which is probably the one on the list that seemed to be the most... Uh, 
the most promising, I guess, and the, and it's really a, it's very very old. Uh, the most it's, European. It's very Greece Greek. Uh, it was obviously it, uh, it's eating bits of many people in Greece and southern Italy and Spain. It it encourages consumption of olive oil instead of butter, uh, legumes, whole grains, including pasta, fruits, veggies, fish, and dairy, and occasional wine, herbs, spices, uh, no salt if you can avoid it, and red meat only a couple times a month. And does it it end in an orgy? Well, it is Greek. I was thinking, you know. It ends in an orgy in a euro. (laughs) <laughs> and, and broken plates and broken plates <laughs> yeah yep. you don't want to get shards of glass on your ass <laughs> it's true so alright so now that we've got those five out of the way let's uh, that brings us to our next question uh, why are fi- why are fad diets so popular I'll take that one take Kevin it, right? oh. <laughs> yeah. I, for a second I thought maybe it was a hypothetical question but I, I think fad diets are very popular because uh, you know it plays upon people's Everyone, I don't care who you are, what you look like, everyone has insecurities, right? And it's so easy to think there's a magic bullet out there that's going to mm-hmm. cure all your woes, get rid of all your problems. But, you know, in my experience, the way diets are, you fall in for a little while, you get really grouchy and irritable, and you fall right off. And, uh, you know, then you die fat anyway, and alone, and shaking. Yeah. <laughs> diets suck. It's, it does do. suck. It also promotes, they I do. feel like it promotes yo-yo dieting, right? The, the, that people go on these fad diets and they get frustrated and then they go off them and then they find something else and they find something else. Uh, it's, it's not a healthy way to be. How about you, John? Uh, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, you, you watch television movies, all that kind of stuff, and it's like everybody's like in super great shape, right? And so it's like we have this image of what we're supposed to be. And then we also, like, we see these, like, you know, like a McDonald's commercial. It's like a whole bunch of good-looking, in-shape people eating McDonald's. <laughs> and that's not their demographic, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I th- yeah, I think it's like we, we just, you know, we all want to be better looking, like, in better shape. I, yeah, so I think that's why they do it. It's also, really- I think, you know, I mean, eating, eating well and exercising is hard, right? I mean, it's a lot harder than eating, like, shit and sitting around, so... People want a quick fix, I'd imagine. You know, they want to. Right. They want to be able to. You know, they want to. They want to be able to shed the weight and think that they're they're feeling better as quickly as possible. It's an interesting phenomenon of human nature to to never th- to, to to go for the quick fix instead of thinking, "Wow, if I if I just try to eat reasonably and and exercise, I'll, I'll probably be okay." Yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit, it's actually a little bit worse than that, right? It's like, we should just be comfortable with however we look and however we feel and not, you know, we're all victims of, of the media and and advertising and stuff. We should just be happy the way we look. We don't have a, if you don't go to an extreme, like either a restrictive diet or go overboard, your body's going to look the way it's going to look just pretty much from genetics. And there's something called set point theory. And that is, you're kind of predetermined to hit a certain, a narrow, a narrow range of, of how much you're going to weigh. And there's not a lot you can well, do to change it unless you go extreme. But it's more, it's, it's not just weight, but there's also, you know, healthy eating habits, you know? So obviously we all know, I mean, most of us know Cheetos bad, you know, greens and lettuce, good, you know, green beans, good, broccoli, good, you know? I mean, so I think though that, 
I, I get what you're saying, Greg. I do get what you're saying that that you know we need everyone needs to be comfortable with their bodies, but at the same time, you do have to think about what you're putting in your body aside from just your weight, but also from a longer term health aspect. And for the record, to be clear, I had pizza for dinner tonight, so I'm not like trying. I'm not a health nut. I want everybody to know that I'm not. However, I I do think that like you know, people get into a, a situation where all they're concerned about is losing weight and, and not as much about uh, thinking about the fact that they just need to be healthy, eating healthy and living healthy. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I was a vegan, I don't know, five, six, seven years. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I lost, I went from like 158 down to, I can't remember if it was 133 or 137. Uh, and everybody kept telling me, like, "Oh my God, you look so bad. You look so thin. Like, you 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 got to start eating meat." That one thirty eight is pretty. That's pretty low, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very like, you know, Jesus Christ about to be on the cross, kind of skinny, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was like crazy because I like I saw a picture of like me and my brother were like throwing my bro- my nephew in the air back and forth in the lake, and there was like a picture of my arms up. And I could see from my back, like all my ribs, and that was the moment I was like, "Oh my god, that's disgusting." So well, you know, and that I was mean, eating healthy. I mean, that was that was eating nothing but vegetables. So, but were you were you not eating were you not eating the right stuff though? Because I mean, I know I know people are vegetarian, and there's definitely healthy ways to do that. If you, you well, gotta was, eat the right was vegan and stuff. I, I think my metabolism is just too high, you know, and that's the thing that I, I think it's like not you know not everything works for everybody, right? So right. it's like it's like find the thing that makes you feel healthy. And then do that, and that's like being vegan. It, I felt great because my body was eating itself, but I was not in, I was not <laughs> physically in good shape. So. I felt great because my body was, was eating itself. I was euphoric. I would like go run, and my knees wouldn't hurt. And I mean, it was like I, I just I recovered a lot faster from working out, and it was just I felt great. But I looked like you know you I, did look like shit. I mean, I, I knew did. John then. I was working yeah. with him, and he was just disgusting. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was really I, gross. I feel like that's harsh, but okay, okay. Feel, you've at least made up for it, though, right? Like you, uh, you eat a lot of meat now. I do. I eat a lot of meat now. So. <laughs> I wish this microphone was a steak. <laughs> well, I mean, if so, if fads, if fad, if fad diets worked, why why do people keep coming up with more? I mean, isn't that kind of an interesting question? I mean, there's always new ones, and we're going to get into some of the history because uh, it's pretty it's pretty funny when you look back at the history of some of these fad diets, but you know, if, if people are so obsessed with them, why, why do we keep, why do we keep coming up with new ones? I think it's just, everyone's looking for that new magic little pill or something to, to help them achieve their wildest dreams of looking great. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's going to keep happening over and over and over again. Do you think, do you think that it's getting better, um, as far as this goes, I mean that that like I said, that study like, said that there's less there's less dieters than there used to be because of body image is getting more accepted and there's more, you know, like it's okay it's okay not to be skinny and stuff. Like maybe you know it's not as much as it's not the same that it was years ago. Do you think that the fad diets are gonna are gonna go away a little bit? Not as long as I'm still laughing at fat people. I think it should still stick around for a while. Oh wow! Uh-oh. Wow, <laughs> was that- that's harsh. That's harsh. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't. I mean, we just we just lost any chance I of didn't. getting Taco Bell as a sponsor. <laughs> uh. Taco Bell, if you're listening, talk to us. Greg doesn't represent. <laughs> Greg doesn't represent the opinions of everyone on this podcast. We, we we're totally okay with you making people fat. Go for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Give me that grande burrito. Um, you know, the people that you know that are older, and let, let's take, for all you 22-year-olds out there, we're not talking to you. Like, that's that's different. Like you, They're, they're not, Kevin, they're not listening. That, they're, oh, yeah. they're not. That's true. But, yeah. We're not going to get that demographic. But if for no. some reason you stumbled upon this thinking it was something else and you've gotten this far, there there is no way in hell we're talking about you because once you know when you're 22, it, it you doesn't you don't have to do anything. You eat whatever the fuck you want. But right, you know, I think when you as you get older, you start to realize that that changing your eating habits means kind of changing your your life completely and forever. I mean, if you're really the people I know who are, you know. Uh, you know, I'm 40. People who are who are around my age are definitely, you know, who are, who are around my age and are in really really good shape and look great. They work hard at it. They eat really well. They exercise all the time. That's a big commitment, and I think people are have a hard time with that. Now, to be fair, also, just okay. Greg is flexing in the Skype cam, and it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, kind of turned You're me on a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very intimidating. <laughs> it's like his arms are fantastic and then the rest of his body just something went wrong but I mean his it's, arms are good it's just yeah. arms and arms and penis yeah. Yeah. arms and penis yeah. yeah no leg day for you no leg day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway so it's not it's not easy for people um, to to change their eating habits completely and, and there's temptations obviously every time you turn around or you know the multi-billion dollar diet industry is is it only succeeds if we fail, right? Yes. That's, yes, really, it does. that's really sad. It's totally sad, but it's true. It's yeah. totally true. I mean, it, it there's, yeah. they're not going to, it's one of those things. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, there was, I think life, everything in life is a cycle, right? And, you know, it's like, there was a time where like models that weighed, you know, 90 pounds, like the Twiggy models, like we're like super popular and that was the look. And that's like, we're, we're getting away from that now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, and it's like, and we'll probably, who knows? Like, there, you know, there was a time when, um, I, you know, I don't know the century. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say like 16th century, like when women were really, like if you were overweight, it was actually considered sexy because it was like a sign of like wealth because you could actually eat and get food mm. versus if you're really thin, that means you were like living on a farm somewhere and were starving to death. Right. Yeah. It's like the Chris Rack thing, right? Where he said, uh, you know, Mer- Mer- or, or our country is one of the only ones that ridicule people for being fat. If you went to an African country and you were that, people would be like, damn, how'd you do that? <laughs> I got to hang out with that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's constant, we, we get, it, it's hard to stay in shape. I mean, you know, we get hit with constant advertisements for fast food, soda, beer, quick frozen foods, you know, um, what do we got? We got about you know, about hundred hundred years ago. People didn't have companies pushing shit on them, you know. And yeah, yeah. And to to tie into that point as well is is healthy food is way more expensive. If you go to any fast food restaurant, a salad a salad's going to cost you twice as much as a burger and fries. So yeah, and in that salad's not healthy either. That's the funny part. Yeah, that particular one I'm saying is probably not because you drench it in dressing. But you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's another thing, yeah. like especially in you know, in poor, for, for people who are more poor and have kids and are trying to feed them. I mean, you know, bucket, bucket of KFC is, it's a good deal. It's a damn good deal. Yeah. yeah. And it tastes really good. It's like delicious. Your, your, your brain lights up, right? And it totally, it totally fits in with that all meat diet. You it know? totally so does. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that that guy says you're going to lose weight. So I mean, not not in New Mexico, but he says it in California. So John, is the bucket That's... of chicken typically before or after the burrito? Um. Well, like I said, the burrito is an appetizer, so bucket of chicken after the burrito, oh, right, and then right, I like right. to wash that down with a two-liter bottle of soda. <laughs> <laughs> so, do it. I mean, do I know, great. I know that do I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, I know it's like I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised at like in a year. I'm when I fall down on the ground, I'm like, oh god, my, this is it. This is the moment. I'm just really hoping that it doesn't completely kill me. Greg, I yeah. do have a. I do have a few people on a short list for co-hosts too on the podcast. John. Yeah, no, that, that's good. I'm hoping it happens really soon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I think also, um, you know, what, what's good and what's bad keeps changing. I feel like, I mean, the, the, the common one that we can all probably relate to is eggs. I, I don't know. I have no idea if eggs are good or bad. And that's been kind of a thing forever. And I just read recently that they say they're saying eggs are bad again. A while ago, eggs were were okay, and now they're now they're bad again. So, um, I think it's all things in moderation, right? I I agree, I agree, but but at the same time, eggs just don't. See, I agree on everything in moderation, but like, and that's why I say like, I had pizza tonight. I don't. I'll have an occasional McGriddle. I'll I, you know I, I I don't care about that kind of stuff. I think in moder. I totally agree with you on the moderation, but I don't know. Eggs is just, eggs is a sta- Eggs are a staple in our house. We we eat them all the time. Yeah, so do we. I eat a lot of eggs. I really do. Me too. If they're, if they're bad. I'm I'm in a world of shit. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Or bread, bread, bread's another thing. Bread is like you know, bread, bread is bread is fine. Oh no, all bread is bad. Oh okay, no, uh, wheat bread is fine. Now it's back to oh shit, all bread is bad. Carbs are bad. It's just like you, I think I just I, I guess my point is, it's so confusing for people that maybe it makes it even more daunting to try to diet in a in a, in more of a normal healthy way so it's just easier to just go for that quick fix and find find some fad that that you can that you can latch onto. That's right. And then you know the funny thing is if you want to eat healthy, right? Like say you want to avoid red meat and you want to eat a bunch of fish, you're probably going to get there's a lot of mercury in fish. If mm-hmm. you want to eat vegetables, then you got pesticides. Yep. It's you, you can't win, so it's very it's really overwhelming. Right. The I whole agree. thing that there's so much pressure and I have three kids, so I want to make sure they eat healthy too. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to demonstrate positive eating, all that good stuff. But I also freaking, you know, I fall off and I'll eat chips and I'll like, I want them to see that too. It's like, you can't deprive yourself of everything. So I don't know. Is I, that I hard? To, just, is that hard to manage, Greg? Is that hard to manage? Like as far as, cause obviously you know, you want your kids to have a happy meal. You want to do pizza Fridays and all that stuff. Is it hard? It, I don't have kids. John doesn't have kids. Is it? Is it difficult to to try to teach well, well, healthy well, habits? We don't know that I don't have kids. I okay, don't think whoa, that's whoa, fair whoa. to say. I mean, John and I that don't I do have, have kids, kids that we know about and live with us. Right. Yes. Right. That's thank you. Good. Thank good you. clarification. Thanks. John. I think I think John does know about them, and he refuses to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how expensive kids are? Yeah, you do. Because you got three of them. They're expensive. <laughs> they are spendy. Yeah. From pursuing education equity by giving underserved children access to a private 5G network, using AI to detect and predict depression, to helping athletes win gold with data-driven training. All these things are what make our lives and the world extraordinary. And all these things are powered by Intel. How wonderful is that? Learn more at intel.com forward slash how wonderful. 
Well, I think I think in answering your question about having kids and, and their diet and stuff, I think it's kind of based on the child as well. I, you just want to teach a healthy relationship with food, right? Because if you if you have a household where you don't have any junk food around and there's never a soda, as soon as they gain some kind of freedom, they're going to go over to their buddy's house and just fucking mainline some Mountain Dew, right? Yeah, they're going to go just, ape it's, shit with it. Yeah, it's true. Going to go ape shit. It, you know, it might it might be a while, but it's going to happen. So I think. You just every once in a while you got to indulge, you know. And uh, fuck the way the world is. <laughs> this is going to be a really happy thought. Uh, what else do we have that makes us feel good besides those the fucking our brain lighting up when we eat something that's super delicious? Yeah, it's you know, a, it's, you know, Greg, it's, it's great. Feeling, Greg. <laughs> so sad. I was, I was just going to say that I I think that uh, not I think I wish I really do wish that you could go back to my dad. When I was like, you know, 17 and be like, hey, if you don't allow cocaine in this household, he's just going to go out and do it. And you're making it way too tempting for him. Just put a bag on the counter and say, hey, if you want it, it's there. And if you don't, that would have changed my life. Just Greg throw Mitchell. an old credit card and a mirror on the table and let the kid have at it. Well, Cut yeah, up a straw. Yeah. Mm. I feel this way about masturbation. You have to, I, you have to, mo- you have to model that too. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out that, uh, so we've done a few test podcasts and this is, this is the, the longest it's taken for Greg to mention masturbation. That is well, true. That's because that I usually, true. I've been masturbating the whole time. So you usually lead with that. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, because we are, we are, we are staring at each other on the screen and, and your shoulders aren't moving at all. So you are making some minimalist wrist movements to masturbate. Well, he's a hockey you- player. Hockey players have good wrists. Oh, oh. It, it's mostly it's mostly feet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I'm sitting on my big toe. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, can we have one podcast that doesn't talk about masturbation? Um, mm, no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Oh, we can't. I mean, you know, it's it's like earlier you were talking about our. Our demographic, and honestly, Kevin, I think our demographic is forty-two to forty-five men live at home, <laughs> never left. Probably, yeah, a lot of yeah, live a at lot home, of college probably debt, in the basement. but yeah, but never, never got that degree, right? They have the <laughs> yeah. debt, just not the degree. Still, still in college, but never got that degree, right? So, <laughs> John, I think that's just you, buddy. <laughs> I got a, I got a True. degree from. McConnell's I said, University. I said our demographic, Greg, our demographic. Oh. Our demographic, yeah, our demographic. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, so let's, let's talk a little now. bit of history. Um, I've got a lot of these, so we'll see how many we get to. They're kind of they're, they're kind of fun. So, uh, eighteen twenty, glorious, glorious year. Um, Lord Byron invented what many consider to be the first celebrity fad diet. It was called the vinegar diet, and uh, he had issues with weight early on. As a college student, he started his obsession with weight loss by eating nothing but biscuits and soda water and occasionally <laughs> occasionally had potatoes drenched in vinegar. He was, like, mm. obsessed with vinegar. Mm-mm-mm. And what's kind of funny about this dude, a lot of things are funny about this dude, but there, there, are, there are people who swear by the vinegar thing still today. And he was, like, the first one to kind of, kind of put that into the mainstream. Like, there's a lot of people who think that you drink Drink apple cider vinegar, and it's going to cure everything that ails you. I, I love the biscuits. With the biscuits it. is weird. I think the biscuits yeah. is weird. Yeah, like that's a very sling blade. Like, mm-hmm, I like, I like, mm. I like biscuits and vinegar. I mean, my mm. biscuits. I kind of just like that his name is Byron. It's a great name. 
Yeah. Uh, he later expanded to a slice of bread and a cup of tea for breakfast, vegetables and seltzer water mixed with a bit of wine for dinner, and he smoked cigars to curb his appetite. Because we all know smoking is an appetite suppressant. So there you go, Greg. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Stop the intermittent fasting. Take up smoking. <laughs> Can I put some marijuana in it? <laughs> you know, I mean. Um, yeah, you're in, you're in a state that allows it. Go for it. I, I mean, co- cocaine, meth, all these also suppress appetite. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go with this, Greg, not second, to be hungry. Uh, second cocaine reference. I think we're starting to see why uh, John is so thin. Mm, mm, what? what? <laughs> and why is he twitching? Are you guys still there? I've lost you. <laughs> so our, our friend Lord Byron, uh, he wore he would wear like six coats while exercising. And then in 1820 is when he came up with his vinegar diet. He only ate red cabbage and cider. Oh man, he had nasty farts. Uh, and that was a big thing. Yeah, he had uh, he had some serious serious uh, stomach issues. Some flatulence. Um, his flatulence. Uh, his apple cider vinegar and water concoction became a diet fad in 1820. He was very, very judgy on what other people ate. Used to rip, <laughs> rip people apart on what they would eat, just thinking that he had it all figured out. And uh, needless to say, he had an obvious eating disorder. Um, he uh, he would make himself throw up uh, after meals, and then he would down his vinegar conco- concoction. So uh, he would have like horrible diarrhea and stomach issues and ulcers and all sorts of weird shit. But uh, that was the first celebrity diet. A lot of people, a lot of people latched onto that. Yeah, wow, like Brad sounds like Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> it, but it is. It's like like he was a celebrity. People were like, "Oh, this guy, this guy's got something. He's got something figured I, out here." I feel like we kind of just glazed over the fact he was wearing six coats because this is 1820 when the only they only made wool coats so he's wearing <laughs> six wool coats to exercise that's that's impressive that's dedication he was probably shredded that's dedication i mean i wonder you know, how he became popular like it's not like he was getting on twitter and telling you how to eat yeah that's a good question i, I don't know i don't i don't know that i don't know i we don't know how it works right? word of mouth probably back, yeah. back then i would think it um, was the it, the paper the, pay, the, the the weekly paper or the daily paper. Yeah. He did. He, 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 he died. AP, uh, man. He died in eighteen twenty four at the age of uh, thirty six of a fever, um, <laughs> and many from, from, from all all six of those coats. <laughs> many believe, people believe that his uh, or many believe that his lack of nourishment and poor health due to his diet helped the fever take his life. I'm sure it's very shocking to you both. Mm, poor guy. I, you know, I was really getting invested in him as a person. <laughs> but I think in eighteen twenty thirty six is probably like seventy two. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> People he's are like, whoa, like a, he's old. He was, he was a great grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> he outlived his father by two years. His yeah, father exactly. died when he was 34. Uh, at 1830, uh, Sylvester Graham uh, came around. Uh, he is the guy who's, who uh, many believe invented the Graham cracker, a uh, delicious uh, treat. But... Um, he was a Presbyterian minister who was one of 17 children. Uh, it's one less than you have, right, Greg? Uh, let me Put him phone. Give it a second. Yep. Yep. You got That's right. Okay. Yep. Okay. He was a Presbyterian minister who believed that a bad diet led to increased sexual urges, and he made it his mission to preach a vegetarian diet consisting of fruits, nuts, limited dairy, and bland starches that would help help curb these urges and help eradicate what he believed was the worst impulse of man, which is Greg. I really don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, masturbation, masturbation, <laughs> masturbation indeed. But he's coming from a family of of like eighteen kids. Yep, 
And and he he thinks that the biggest problem well, to, are boners. To be fair, it was seventeen. It was seventeen. But wasn't he one of seventeen? Yeah, he was in a house. Or one of eighteen. Of like, so there's probably there's probably like nine guys before him just all masturbating and it was you know that's like a good a point I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd be super against masturbation too yeah. like you want to see you you and like eight other brothers with boners walking around all the time yeah. <laughs> well, and it just i mean and the whole house just smells like semen that's terrible yeah it's just everything's sticky <laughs> <laughs> sticky semen um he, uh, he preached that his diet, which was actually later uh, dubbed the Graham diet, would help those who followed it abstain from sexual activity and in particular from self-love, which Graham argued led to insanity and blindness, which we all know. You masturbate, you go blind. It's true. So, I mean... Don't forget about I the hairy bombs. I had a s'more on a camping trip and then I had sex with a woman in a tent. I mean, so, the, 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 you know, there's two Graham crackers on a s'more... And that didn't stop it. It didn't stop it from happening. So huh. I, don't, I don't feel like this is accurate information. <laughs> well, you know, my takeaway from your little story there, John, is I've never heard anyone use the word s'more in the singular. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. It's kind of true. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? You, you took away my erection with that. <laughs> great. Johnny, what this guy sounds like a... T- this guy sounds like a tight ass. I, He's a total I, tight ass. He yeah. also he I, never I, used he crackers, never used white flour. He never used white flour, which is probably good. But he also never used any spices because he believed that spices would lead to sexual urges. So he uh, he preached a bland diet. He was also mm. very religious. If that's uh, shocking to you, you guys. do not want to excite the senses. That no, is true. No, you, definitely you, not. You ignite one, and you know you have some pepper on something, and then the next thing you know is you're you're in a Greek orgy. That's, that's how that goes. <laughs> Could you imagine living in a time and place where you have to suppress your sexual urges? You think that like fundamental part of being a human being is like bad. I really, I, I, with my masturbation, I like to basically, <laughs> I like to think, I like to think that. I think let's just click over to his, let's just click over to his porn no, channel. I have to ask myself this question, which is tonight is my girlfriend going to want to have sex with me or she's going to find me disgusting. Like, I don't know what that night is. So it's like, I kind of got to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that's when I make the choice to masturbate. You're off topic. <laughs> <laughs> off, off topic. 1903, a new fad was born. Chewing each bite of food 32 times for better digestion. <laughs> and weight loss. 32 boys. 32. <laughs> I think Can I knew it like that? twice. <laughs> But that obviously but that, no, like, they've never seen Johnny to burrito. I think like like think about that. Think about that for a second. Thirty two is a lot. That is a lot of times. That's pretty mushy. <laughs> but that's that's still that's still a thing. Like I've I've had like a, like in the South, growing up in the South, there were, there were like people where they were like like kids or like teenagers who would say like, oh yeah, you're supposed to chew thirty two times like really? to make sure your digestion works. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's like well, but it's like crazy, right? How that shit just sticks. And then eventually yeah. we just accept it as like truth. Yeah. So I think in the South, I think you're only supposed to chew like four times, like once for each tooth. <laughs> mm. Mm. See what I did? See what there I did goes our one? Southern listeners. All right. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Billy Bob. <laughs> 1917, Los Angeles physician Lulu Hunt Peters was the first to publicly talk about counting calories. She wrote the bestseller Diet and Health with Key to the Calories. So first time that people started calorie counting. 
1925, Greg, you should be listening to this one. The Cigarette Diet was born. <laughs> uh, an ad campaign, uh, reach, for why, a lucky, why me? reach for a Lucky Instead of a Sweet, was prominent. Um, it's always good when cigarette companies are directing your health efforts. I only said you because I told you you should take up smoking earlier to help your help your weight. Oh. For the I'm record, really for the record, Greg is not a big dude. But you did admit <laughs> earlier that you had a, you were on a diet and that it isn't working. But you're not a bit. You're not a. You're not a large man. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I kind of. I kind of feel bad now because I feel I'm like five ten, you know, one ninety. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like our audience has kind of got like an image really of looking. who Greg was as a person, and now you've just robbed them of that, Kevin. Like you really took away who they thought he was. So it's not nice. It's not nice to treat our audience this way. Um, we'll put a picture of Greg shirtless on the website for everybody <laughs> to make their own assumptions. Um, ignore the ignore the superfluous nipple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1950, the cabbage soup diet was born, which mm. pops its head up every once in a while. I actually remember that being a thing in the 90s, like that. Me too. Like yeah. it's it's and it's like the whole thing is that you eat you you can eat as much cabbage soup as you want. You can you can eat as much as you possibly want. So naturally, you're just fucking farting constantly. And what's funny is that think so it, it's resurfaced so many times since 1950. But listen listen to some of these names that it's been given: the TWA stewardess diet. I like that. One. <laughs> That's a good one. The, yeah. the models diet and the Dolly Parton diet, which is funny. But mm. I liked the I like the TWA stewardess diet. <laughs> 1961, Weight Watchers is launched. Uh, stressed eating management rather than dieting, which is probably uh, a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. But uh, that one's boring. we got to go to the next one in 1964. You guys are going to love this. The Drinking Man's Diet came around. Mm-hmm. And it's just what it sounds like. Amazing. Um, it sounds like an old-fashioned diet. <laughs> it was founded it was or it was founded it was a it was a a 50 page book written by a cosmetics executive named Robert Cameron he came up with it and he wrote the book and it uh, sold over 2 million copies and was published in 13 languages so wow yeah you uh you eat all the meat you want you drink all the booze you want you just don't eat any carbs you cut out all the carbs uh it was a precursor to At- Atkins obviously that was uh I thought you were going to say it's a precursor to dementia. <laughs> yeah, dementia and cirrhosis and all sorts of problems, right? The shakes. Yeah, pre- premature death. It's a typical, <laughs> listen, a, a typical drinking man's lunch might be a dry martini or whiskey and soda, <laughs> two glasses of wine, broiled fish or steak or roast chicken, green beans or asparagus, lettuce, and tomato salad with French dressing. I mean, that sounds totally doable. It sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I could totally good. do that. I could totally yep. do that. Uh, incidentally, Robert Cameron lived to be 98 years old. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm going to go get it? another beer. Why isn't this caught on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the proof the proof is in uh, in his late, in longevity, right? That's right. The poop proof is in the pudding? No? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 1974, mm-hmm. uh, ten years after the drinking man's diet, Robert, uh, Doctor Robert Atkins' new diet revolution becomes a bestseller. He promoted his idea of eating all meat and all the fat you want, just lay off the carbs. And needless to say, Robert Cameron thought he got ripped off. That's fucked up. I guess the only difference is that Atkins didn't push a uh, heavy dose of alcohol. <laughs> so Atkins, not as fun. 
Not as not nearly as fun. Yeah. Nineteen seventy six, the Sleeping Beauty Diet. I love this one. Uh, individuals were sedated for several days as a way to promote weight loss. <laughs> seventy six guys. This was not that fucking long ago. <laughs> And, it, and it's <laughs> there's still some people who do it. There's still some people who do I, it today. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure the person sedating them was a rapist. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Otherwise known as the Bill Cosby diet. Yeah, yeah. the Bill Cosby yeah, nice. diet. <laughs> nice, nice. It's like we all get there. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Wait, wait to set yourself up. So somebody the, uh, Someone the, might get uh, laid. <laughs> the tagline was: "If you're not awake, you aren't eating cake." <laughs> that rhymes. But I you mean, are eating cock. You're not wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, you just don't not wrong about the, well, cock is zero calories. So it's like, you know, uh, what are you going to do? At, at the beginning, it is. <laughs> if you do it right, it's not. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh. 2000, move forward a little bit to 2000, the raw food diet came around. Uh, a lot of people still on the raw food diet. Um, produce, grains, nuts, seeds, beans. Not heated uh, too much, so uh, usually between 104 and 118 degrees, they say. Uh, Their thinking is that cooking destroys enzymes that raw foodists believe are essential to human health. I think that one's probably a pretty solid uh, play. Um, But what the fuck do I know? Andrea Giancoli, a spokesperson for the American Dietetic Dietetic Association says that while it's true that cooking causes enzymes to unravel, the same thing happens to those enzymes as soon as they hit the acidic environment of your stomach. So in her mind, uh, they're not doing anything. The raw food diet isn't necessarily doing anything great for, uh, for them. In particular, what she says basically is that it's doing well because they're eating a shit ton of plants. So either way, they're eating a lot of plants. And that seems to be a good thing, especially raw plants, I guess. Um, The China Cornell Oxford Project, a study that lasted for 20 years and followed 6,500 participants, found that plant-based diets greatly reduced the risk of chronic diseases and conditions, which I think is not all that shocking, right? Plant-based diets. I actually read that book, and that book was was, uh, called The China Study, and it was, was you want 20%... Animal protein, 80% plant. That's basically how you want your diet to, to shake out, to, to live, to have the best results. Well, you did, you were, you were vegan for a while, you said. Was it, I mean, there are, obviously there are people who can make it work. Were you just not yeah, eating I, the right things? I know, I, I, I think they have much slower metabolisms, right? Like, I think okay. that's it. I mean, because I ate constantly. Yeah. And I just, you know, and I was eating like... Because when you're when you're vegan, you're supposed to do like like a beans and a rice and those like because every, every plant based or every plant has some sort of protein in it, so it's like when you you have to mix them right to the right mixture of vegetables to get like an animal to to get the same kind of protein chain you would with animals. So, McGriddle is but, a vegetable. <laughs> it is. It is. They feed those cows a lot of corn. So, and corn's a vegetable. <laughs> They're mostly. I mean, beef is mostly antibiotics and corn. So, really. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, not sure. There's any any real, real meat in the McGriddle. Oh, that's um, that's science. Yeah, that's science. <laughs> that's science. Pseudoscience. 2010 Paleo diet. That one uh, still around. Paleo diet is a dietary plan based on foods similar to what we have, would have been eaten 2.5 when million, we, 10, when we years ago. So and we you know. died at the age of 21. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in all fairness, though, that was usually tiger attacks. <laughs> Saber tooth tiger. Saber tooth tiger attacks. Yeah. So that's my Tiger, that's my tiger diet, Woods attacks. That's my diet food history, or my my diet my fad diet history, not my diet food history. Uh, my fad diet history. Um, I don't know. I when I was looking at this, it was like a lot of this stuff is so batshit crazy, but I couldn't help but to think like in you know fifty years, are people going to look back on the on some of the you know the ones that the ones that we do today, the keto diet, the the Greg Mitchell diet, the carnivore diet, whatever. Are people going to look back on that and be like? Wow, that was really stupid. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they'll be in it. I think in 50 years, they'll be in keto again. They'll be in all these diets again. Yeah. Just have a different name. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be life on the planet in 50 years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, because of diets. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We can't figure out what the fuck to eat. So. <laughs> I think the plants fight their way back in like 30 yeah. years. And- <laughs> the plants, I'm doing, the plants I'm doing fight a- their way back. I'm doing a no carb, no no beef, no animal, no, you know. I'm I'm just I'm living on sunlight. That's what I'm doing, and it's working. I'm losing weight. So. Have you got Have you guys ever seen those those pictures or videos of of places that that humans leave and stop inhabiting after a while, and how the plants do absolutely take over? It's crazy. Yeah, like they just the vi- like vines and and all this shit just grows all over the place. They just completely take over. It's wild. Yeah, so Chernobyl. I guess we I guess we have a really strong network of weed whackers because <laughs> we're constantly taming that shit back. Yeah, <laughs> it's because every it's because everybody got a, a Fitbit and they're counting their ten thousand steps. That's why <laughs> they're walking those grass back, those vines, those trees. Nothing can get past because we just keep walking over them. So, so all right, I, well, tell me this, guys. Do we learn from our history? Absolutely. <laughs> I, think I think I think we learned that we're just kind of doomed to repeat it. I think so too. I think this is one that we're definitely just going to keep. We're going to keep repeating ourselves. We're going to keep keep going. It's part, of the, it's part that, of the human condition. I think that we've learned that uh, as as the rate of diabetes and heart disease rises, no one seems to give a fuck. That's, I agree. That's what we've learned. It yeah. really it really is interesting, right? And I mean, we're all guilty of it. And right. you know that I am. That, yeah, so am I. I mean, I. I Eat shit that I damn well know is terrible for me and full of yeah. bad stuff. You know, you read, you turn the package over, or you can't pronounce fifty percent of the things on there, and there's six hundred ingredients in it, and you're just you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna buy these and watch football. But there's and eat but, these. The, but there's six hundred delicious ingredients. Oh, so delicious! Right, that's the thing. Hey, man, yeah, it's, it is this. kind of a helpless. It is kind of a helpless feeling, though. Because you feel like, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of options. And like I was saying before, even the healthy options, there are, there's downsides too. So you sure. just got to kind of enjoy it. The most well, the can. other thing too, that you pointed out earlier, Greg, is the cost of eating healthy. Eating healthy is really expensive. I mean, it, it right. really is. Like when my wife and I were eating really well, you know, the times that we eat really well, it the grocery bill goes up. It definitely does because those all those ingredients and stuff. And we cook a lot. So our... Grocery bills generally high, but when we eat healthy, it's definitely more expensive. It just seems like there's a lot more ingredients and stuff in in the healthy stuff, and the healthy stuff is just more expensive. And if you want to go organic and steer clear of the pesticides and shit, then even that's even more expensive. And there's really no such thing either. I mean, it's all cross contaminated. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm I'm pretty cynical about organic, but you're very cynical about everything. So. No, I'm really optimistic about organ. <laughs> <laughs> I just think organic. Is, that's not related, right? Sorry, sounds the same. <laughs> 
if, if well, I can, like, I can like, see Greg's face, and he looks cynical just right now. He does. Just sitting there, he, he looks does. cynical. That's my natural disposition. Sorry. Yeah. All right, I agree. I don't think uh, I don't think we learned anything. I think we're gonna we're doomed to repeat ourselves on this one. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So we're uh, we're fucked. Yeah, we're totally fucked. We're totally fucked. Okay. As long as Inst- I hope all of our podcasts end this way. As long as Instagram <laughs> and magazine covers show super hot people looking super hot, I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure there's anything that can be done about it. Well, and and almost I, 100% of those are photoshopped. So I, whatever, I, they look I think we should really say to our audience, the seven people who are listening, that we chose not to show you video of this podcast because we didn't want to perpetuate the problem mm-hmm. because we're all in such fantastic shape. We do I'm live streaming so. it. Right. We look really good. I mean, I'm impressed. It's amazing. I it. Yeah. I, I actually have a 12 pack. It's crazy. <laughs> so two, two of them are tumors, but still, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They can't they can't work fast enough. <laughs> Get going, tumors. Keep, they can't keep up. <laughs> no, I, I, I want them to take them out. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our first episode of History Defeats Itself. I hope you, uh, hope you uh, had a good time and learned a little something. And um, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. And uh, John, Greg, been great chatting with you. Hope you guys have a good rest of your night. Have a good night. You as well. All right. Bye, everybody.